Hello, welcome to a Slipknot special. It's a bank ho- bank holiday Slipknot special. All of this will, of course, be rendered meaningless to anybody listening to this in the future. I mean, just imagine, here we are, 2022, and somebody's going, well, it's not a bank holiday, and it's hardly a Slipknot special. This song is two years old. But right now, dear internet listener, the song is relatively new. It is unsainted. Hello, welcome to a Talking Bollocks special. I am your host... And uh, Master of Ceremonies, my name is Howard H. Smith. I am the lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain. New album coming the, before the end of this year. Um, first album for 29 years. I also do stand-up comedy as Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. You can find me at keithplatt.co.uk. Does anybody with bother with websites anymore? Or you can find me on social media. You can find Talking Bollocks on social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. And you can find Acid Rain at acidrain.co.uk. Does anybody really use websites anymore? Or you can find Acid Rain on Bandcamp. Ah, you can find it on all social media. So there you go. That's all I have got to say on the, those particular subjects. So, welcome, welcome one and all. Um, this is, basically, we're taking on Unsainted by Slipknot. Uh, new song, first uh, album in five years, which, as you'll hear in one of the many interviews that are, are to come up, surprised me. I didn't realise uh, it was five years since the Grey Chapter. Really? Five Fucking years! Honestly, I still refer to it as the new album. What the hell is wrong with me? Um, So, the idea was just to get a load of people's opinion on the new Slipknot song because they're just about the biggest thing out there in metal. Um, And, you know, without wanting to sound like I'm in Manamore, but um, true metal. Do you know what I mean? In other words, basically, not Avenged Sevenfold, um, which is mole rap music, not... Um, Five Figure Death Punch which is knuckle dragging fuckhead music Um, sorry but it is not um, Bring Me Here The Horizon because they're a pop band now not Bullet For My Valentine because they're neither pop nor rock nor metal don't know what they are anymore these are the boys these are for me the, the, the people that are carrying the flag of thrash forward if you want I mean we're talking here and this will come up in one of the interviews we're talking about a band that went viral, that went straight to number one, and it has blast beats in. I mean, come on, this is the closest thing. Any of you out there listening to this, any of you out there listening to this, who still labour under the illusion that Slipknot a new metal just because they came out in 1999, you need to think again. They have riffs, which means they're not new metal, okay? Pretty much done and dusted, cut and dried. You know, and as as he uh, gets a mention, but as for the guy who reckoned they were a manufactured band, um, that's just hilarious. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, manufactured, awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah, like nine people jumping up and down, making it a right fucking racket, was the way to uh, to get platinum selling albums. No, not at all. So for me, Slipknot are kind of like the standard bearers. They're kind of like the the, the, I don't know, the biggest new school thrash band there is. Fuck me, did I say that? Have I come up with that theory all on my own? I guess I have. I guess I have, but maybe other people out there were thinking the same thing. Who knows? So, anyway, without further ado, let's get on to the first interview, will you? Will you? Will I? Shall we? Shall I? Yes, let's. This is Gareth Ruddock. Gareth, um, 
works for Metal for Life NI, Metal for Life Northern Ireland, which is a mental health charity um, that helps people in Northern Ireland. Um, now, there is going to be, I, I was talking to him and Gillian, um, also of Metal for Life NI, um, for another podcast, which is coming your way, the Mental Health Special. But in the meantime, I got to ask Gareth, I got to ask Gareth what his thoughts were on Slipknot Unsainted. So, um, Gareth from um, uh, what's what's it? Is Mental Health Northern Ireland? Metal Health. Metal for life. Metal for life. Yeah, metal for life. Ni. Thank you very much. Metal for life. Ni. I do apologise. So, um, this is kind of a, this is the first time people will have heard from you. Um, we've just done an interview uh-huh. that's going to appear um, in a mental health special that I'm putting together. Um, but the, the pure timing of this call um, means that um, you are one of the voices that um, is going to appear uh, in this month's podcast, which is asking all about what we think to the new Slipknot single. Now, um, I, I happen to know, because a little bird told me, i.e. you when we weren't recording, that, um, <laughs> that, that you're, you're not exactly a, a big Slipknot fan, but that's cool. I want to get, get all angles on this, you know? I want to be people who love Slipknot, but it's, it's, you know, let's get a real rounded group of opinions. Let's do, let's, let's do something that all other shows don't do. They decide, on a, you know, they decide on a narrative and they stick with it. Well, my idea okay. is there is no fucking narrative. It's just people's opinions and therefore they're all as valid as each other. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a Slipknot fan. You've seen them live a few times. Um, what do you think of the new single? I think the new single, it's, it, it's good. You know, there's a lot of impact and um, the, the kind of the lyrical content, obviously, you know, does kind of, you know, it, it, it makes you ask yourself a few questions about what they're, you know, they're sort of talking about and who they're referring to, you know. Yeah. Um, I think coming from what the organisation that I'm a member of, I'm always still a little bit, you know, careful about, you know, when people use phrases like, you know, killing yourself or things like that yeah. in their lyrics, you know. But obviously there's a huge part of that, you know, that's, in the, you know, would be it in, in the content of so many different metal bands and the songs that they write and things like that there, you know, there is that sort of uh, macabre fascination with that kind of thing. But um, the song itself's good, you know, there's 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 some really good music on it, you know, I mean, there's there's definitely no doubt about Slipknot and how good they are as, you know, performers and musicians and stuff like that there. So it's definitely something I'll probably have a look at again, you know, so it would... It would uh, as far as the single goes, it would probably get a wee thumbs up from me. Well, that's that's interesting, and I, and I'm you know I'm 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 pleased that you've you, you've said that about lyrics. I mean, you know, I've been a I've, I've always considered myself a, a writer who can sing, not a singer who can write. So lyric, <laughs> li, lyrics are something that I that I gravitate towards straight away, and I really like Corey Taylor as a as a lyric writer. He's one of the few yeah, yeah. one of the few lyric writers out there that I that I've got a lot of time for. Um, yeah. And um, and funnily enough, when we when we finish this chat, I will um, I'll have a I'll have a quick conversation with you about um, about my band's upcoming album. But um, uh, okay. yeah, no, I'm 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 pleased that um, for somebody for somebody who doesn't call themselves a Slipknot fan, it, it's it's something that you know you you'll think you'll be digging out. Would you reckon it would it would sort of make you interested in what what the rest of the album might sound like? Yeah, I'll definitely have I'll definitely have a listen to it so I would, you know, and give it give it a chance again. I sort of um I've seen Slipknot a couple of times sort of by default almost. Um 
because they were playing at a festival I was at, and then they also, I actually, <laughs> the reason I went to see them in the Odyssey a couple of years ago is because I took my niece uh, as a Christmas present ah, um, right. to go and see them. Um, and I actually turned out it was a fantastic show. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the performance was excellent. It really, really was. And I'm, I'm always tainted by the fact that when it comes to metal music, there's Iron Maiden and then there's everything else, you know. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Kind of, <laughs> you know, that's just the way I am, you know, uh, you know, Maiden till I die sort of thing. But um, it's uh, not, you know, they're, they're clearly a fantastic band and they obviously command a huge amount of respect in the industry and that, and rightly so. I mean, I, I, I do like Corey Taylor. I mean, I always thought it was great that he appeared in QI that time as well. You know, yeah. and acquitted himself very well in that. You know, and uh, it was very sort of. You know, you could see. You know, people were very. You gravitated towards him a bit, and you know, there was a sort of a fascination about him. Um, and I think he was maybe surprised at the fact that the audience of Kiai actually had more of an idea about who he was than he thought they would. You know, so that was yes. always good. But um, yeah. yeah, you can definitely tell that when he's writing something that he means it. You know, and yes. that goes a long way. Yeah, so yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, well, that's really cool, man. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. And um, uh, let's catch up again soon. Brilliant. Thanks very much. And that's Gareth's thoughts on um, Unsainted. So um, this this is really all about um, it's all about everybody else. Usually, um, uh, you know, the 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 Bolocast is all about me, and I go ranting off. But as it is, I'm I'm in every one of these, and you're going to hear my opinions on the song anyway. So um, let's just let's just keep it going. Let's keep the uh, keep the flow going. So um, that was Gareth. Now for somebody else that you've never heard from before. Um, next up, oh hang on, what order did I do these in? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, next up is um, is Acid Rain's tour manager, HFB, otherwise known as um, my best friend of 30 years. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Here he comes. Can we have your name for the record, please? My name is Anthony Cheese Pelotti. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice one. Nice one. A few Acid Rain fans will get that. Uh, go, go look in the thanks lists, you sad twats. <laughs> um... Uh, um Yes, uh, otherwise known lovingly to the rest of Acid Rain and myself as um, HFB. Um, and uh, for all of you wondering what that stands for, um, I'm going to I'm going to leave that hanging. You'll have to guess. It's um, it's horrendous fucking bastard, by the way. Um, and um, and totally undeserved. Uh, yeah, totally deserved. Um, and uh, a friend of mine for over thirty years. So um, yeah, who says that I I've got no friends. <laughs> Commiserations on the postcard, thanks. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you and I are both Slipknot fans. We've both seen Slipknot many times, usually together. Right, apart from that, usually together, apart from that one time that my leg was in plaster and you came round and sold my ticket and kept the money. You bastard. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, we've um, we, we've been there since the very beginning, and um, now you you love. All hope is gone. Um, I hate it. Um, I do. Well, hate's a strong term, but I just can't listen to the songs because the choruses are so cheesy. Um, but but yeah, you like it. Um, we both kind of liked the grey chapter, didn't we? Yes, very much so. I'm playing it again. It stands up. It's it's a great album. Um, yeah, I was doing I that recently. It's right up there. I was doing yeah. that recently. Paul, our um, our guitarist, who you know very well. Um, uh, very much so. Hi, Paul. <laughs> um, 
he was he's he's really raved about it. Um, kind of on the quiet has just mentioned it a few times, and I've I've paid it more attention. And um, yeah, it's um, it's solid, and I think like you said, stands up, doesn't it? Very much so. Yeah, stands up with, with the best of them. We you know, like all hope is gone. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll always disagree about that, but that, that's fine. <laughs> um, but moving on, the uh, the purpose of this call, unsainted. <clears throat> um, what have you? What are your views? Uh, very excited about new Flipmont music. You know, we're just think they've been one of the most innovative and exciting bands the last twenty years, and thoroughly underwhelmed by the latest single or latest track uh, from the album. To be honest, it's a bit weird that it's it's a bit weird that that I, I just don't understand why they released All Out Life because. That just for 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 most of us that really raised the bar. So when you think the new the first single of the new album's coming out, you'd expect to be, you know, right up there. Yeah, I wonder if it was a, a leftover from the great chapter sessions and nothing to do with the new album. Um, I don't know. But even though that was a cracking song, a real banger. But uh, this one, um, I played it again and again and again, trying to you know galvanise my thoughts for this discussion and. Um, it doesn't get any better, in my view, I have to be honest. Is, is, it, is it, um, it? It's just a bit... I've seen a criticism online from a lot of people saying Slipknot by numbers and, like, you know, safe Slipknot and, you know, Slip Sour and, you know, Safe Stone, not, whatever. <laughs> safe um, Knots is Safe Knot. Who the fuck's that? Um, <laughs> the music is it's standard Slipknot fame, which is, not, which is nothing to be, you know... Which is fair enough. It's quite a fairly decently paced Slipknot thing. I finally decided that my dislike of it has been distilled down to the child's choir at the beginning. <laughs> you've, you've, and yeah, yeah. But that, that, they, they, they set their melody, and that melody is repeated in all the choruses, and I can't listen to any of the choruses without hearing the child's choir. I know it's not there in the recording, it's just because it starts off with a child's choir, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> Every time I hear that chorus, all I hear is you singing. And to me, it just ruins the entire song. Now, I know you say that the choruses on All Hope is going to cheesy, but... They haven't got any <laughs> they haven't got any child's choirs on which you hate. No child's choirs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically... It's, just, it's, just it's, it's not even child's choir in a sort of, you know, twisted slip that sort of way. So, um, so basically, what you're saying is... What you're saying is, uh, no child's choir beats child's choir. Um... Yeah, uh, it just uh, it ruins it for me. It absolutely ruins it. And uh, all I hear is that melody is a children's choir. And well, uh, well, look, uh, full disclosure. Uh, you mentioned this to me before over WhatsApp, and uh, I spent a good ten minutes googling the choir to find oh, out right. to find out who they are. Because <laughs> just, just so I could say, ha, it's not a child's choir, it's an adult choir, you prick. Is it? But, um, Is it? Okay. I know, I couldn't find the I couldn't find it, so oh, I don't right. know. <laughs> so, oh, well, I just call it the choir, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, because I'd love, I'd love to be able to rip you apart on just that one technicality, but uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> no. that's that, I just can't do it. So, uh, you know. Sure. No, I didn't think of that halfway through. This, this could be a female choir or, uh, you know, a pro to male choir, I don't know. But anyway, the, the choir section at the beginning absolutely ruins it for me and what is you know not a standout song but a fairly decent song for me is just ruined by that um, 
that would be um, I um, think I think people will be very interested to hear that because that's that's very you that is very like right no that's it it's been ruined no look at that song is right 55 yeah. seconds long song's ruined get it off yeah. no that is that is true <laughs> my, my hope is as I said before that within the context of an album yes I'm old enough to actually still listen to whole albums by a band um that it's a bit of light relief amongst, you know, some really brutal heavy stuff that we all we all want Slipknot. Um, none of none of the songs have having Charles Choir on them. <laughs> I, just, I I think there's people going to be listening to this just thinking, uh, fuck me, I know why I, I know why him and H have been friends for thirty years, but he hasn't got any other friends either. Mm-mm. And you know, for the record, I, I was never part of Charles Choir. It's never it's not a historical thing in my past. Nonetheless. <laughs> I don't feel like a child's choir. You weren't abused. You weren't a choir of any sort. Is ever any based on Slipknot You weren't ever abused. You weren't ever, ever abused by by a priest whilst you were a choir boy, then. No, no, I was never a choir boy, as you can attest from my voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't ever say. Yeah, yeah. No. Just one so, of the many um, horrendous things about you. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So um, and I've gone back and played it all. Hope he's gone again and the Grey Chapter again and. That song many times, and um, yeah, it's just overwhelming to me. I'm well, um, you know, um, I'm still, I'm still kind of um, open to. I, I have to say, I just absolutely love the chorus. The, as soon as he sang it the first time, usually for me, uh, I need to hear a chorus two or three times before I can really get to grips with it. But I mean, this was like one bar of that chorus, just the opening hook, and I was like, oh, I like that, and. I, I just really, it's really, I just fell in love with that chorus. Um, the song as a whole. How do, you, how do you relate that to the dislike of choruses on All Hope Is Gone? I, well, it's, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, dear boy. Um, <laughs> oh, no, my, Whatever that means. Yes, yeah, yeah we're, look it up. Um, my, my, my point is, if I have one, that is, um, is that I love that chorus like immensely but by the same token I can still see people saying uh, oh it's just standard Slipknot it's you know standard because it's definitely the standard Slipknot arrangement um, yeah. and it and it's just you know it, yeah it's just fairly sort of standard Slipknot it's nothing special it's not great sounds like Slipknot um, not a song you're going to play that many times on the album probably skip it um, and yeah I, I can see all of that I just love the chorus, and I also prefer the sound to the sound of uh, the Grey Chapter. I prefer the production on that because I, I, the sound on the uh, the sound on um, the Grey Chapter was just something I, I don't know. I still there's just still something about it that just doesn't work for me. That's, um, I, I agree with that, and I think if it's standard Slipknot, it would be fine, like you say, not a standout track. After several listens, you might skip it fine, but for you, the chorus makes it for you. And for me, the chorus destroys that song for me. Ah, right. Um, well, and... yeah. Well, in which case, how you feel about this song, right, is exactly how I feel about All Hope Is Gone. So maybe, so maybe now you you can understand why uh, I I didn't yeah. like it because that's what you're going through now. So yeah, that's you know, yeah, yeah. that's. Um, but and as to the sound, it, is it not a little mainstream, a little, a little polished, a bit smooth? Slipknot, it's, it's raw, it's, it's, you know, it's brutal, it's yeah, but is it very, a, very aggressive. Yeah but, I, well, yeah, but by the same token, you know, it, that song, 
is is not is not going to be representative of the album. Um, I think it's I think it's the well no I think it's the standard Slipknot thing. You know they always release a um, a, a, a catchy single before yeah, the album comes one. out. Um, yeah, they've released right. heavier ones. They've released as heavy ones. I'd yeah. say Duality yeah. is you know a comparison a comparative track is nowhere near as good as that. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm not mental, but um, <laughs> it's just it's what they do. So maybe this is the duality of. You know, of the album, yeah, and the psychosocial, a, yeah, sort of slightly more accessible version, yeah. Where yeah. Oh, and, and, and I think more brutal tunes will will sound, you know, more brutal with that production. It's just the, you know, the song is is what it is. So you know, I don't think you can make a middle of the road Slipknot song sound brutal just just with cranking the production. Um, yeah, no, it's a fair point. But I say, in the context of the album, this is one of the more average. And accessible songs, and there's some pretty hardcore stuff on there. Um, well, they've definitely but, get, they've uh, definitely got it in their locker. They've definitely got it in the locker because we we heard it on you know All Out Life. So yeah. you know, I think I think you know we if you look at the single in isolation, and you know we're both out again. Oh, hopefully there'll be something like heavier on the album. And it's like <laughs> yeah, well, actually, and there, should, and there should be. You're right. Yeah. Do you know? Actually, we should say. Do you know what? This is an A and a B side, and it's a, a you know if you put those two if if put it out as a seven inch, right, and those two songs were on it, right, and fuck and 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 fucking um, unsainted was the A side. Everybody'd be going, well, that's bollocks because clearly the best song in it is the B side. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just those two together. Even though one's not on the album, you just kind of think, well, they've clearly not lost the ability to. Um, to pull out an absolute, you know, corker. So, I don't think there's any need to be too downhearted. Um, no, other than out of all the lead tracks of any Slipknot album has been released, this is the most disappointing to me. Right. Okay. But, well, uh, that's uh, well done. Well done. You you have managed to uh, to find a uh, a negative point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I was excited about this. Great chapters. Great AOV. Probably one of the one of the better Slipknots out there. Absolutely superb banger, and um, I'm hoping for more. Well, who knows? The album might be full of AOVs. Yeah, yeah. You never know, do you? You never know. No. Right, well, I think... August the 9th, let's see. August the 9th, indeed, let's see. Look at that, you professionally bringing the the conversation to a close there. Nicely done. I like that. I'll have you on again. (laughs) Be bound. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's you, uh, the voice of the people. Save, save the listeners that uh, torture. Yeah. All right, will do. Okay, well, look, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for being my friend for 30 years. Um, you know, here's to, a, here's to you, another you 30. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I look forward to it. I look forward to it very much. Uh, look, to what? On, H. You look forward to what? 30 years of friendship with you. Oh, bloody hell, right. Okay, sorry, I thought you'd completely disregarded me saying that. No, no. Good. All right, well, that no, would make... Well, we'd both be in our 80s, so that'd be a result. Oh, God. Oh, I was sitting here banging about this Slipknot's 30-second album lead track. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it, oh, it's, it's, it's not as good as Duality, is it? It's not as good as Disaster Pieces. Yeah. Or even worse, <laughs> it's not as good as Unsainted. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! That would be a catastrophe. Yeah, it's a fucking... It's, it's Slipknot unplugged. They're just... They're just <laughs> have just done the whole whole album of ballads. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>
Still got the masks on, but they're just oxygen masks. <laughs> I love the choir, but that drummer can bug off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> choir, a choir acoustic album. That's... Absolutely. We look forward to that in 30 years' time. Yeah, I hope I live to see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, good to speak to you. And you. Cheers. Bye. So you can see, you can just imagine what we get up to when we're left alone, jibber-jabbering about metal. Um, I've got to tell you, one night, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I, really struggled to, I really struggled to sleep after the first show of a tour. Um, and um, uh, there was one particular tour where, sure enough, it was the first night and I was struggling sleeping and um, I was rooming with um, with Anthony and then he woke up about four. So anyway, what we did was we ended up ranking um, the big four and their albums, you know, their first album versus each other, second album versus each other, third album versus... And marking all of them out of, out of five. And then I created, we created a spreadsheet, the whole thing. Um... Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. It's the kind of thing that you do when you're, um, you know, when you're like not sleeping. Um, but anyway, um, there's some needless trivia for you. So um, yes, that was that was me catching up with um, uh, with my my good old friend Anthony. And as you can tell, he doesn't like the children's choir. I'm sure for some of you um, that might need a pro- might uh, that might not be a problem. For others, it may be a problem though. Not that it's a problem for next this next guy. Because this next guy, um, well, again, why don't I let him introduce himself? Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> that, that, that totally sounded like, ayo, ayo. What a beautiful musical way to get our conversation uh, going. Yeah, true. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Um, uh, well, mate, um, I um, I've got you on here specifically for one reason. But um, for the record, could you tell everybody listening your name? Um, what was it now? Uh, oh, it's all Drake, and I play in a band called Evile. Thank you very much. No need for the follow-up <laughs> question. Um, and uh, now I I did warn you. Because uh, we're re- we're going to record a, um, a, a a full interview for uh, another podcast another time, um, but um, uh, I said, "Oh, I'm also going to ask you about the new Slipknot song." And the yeah. your your reply was, "Oh no!" So <laughs> that's that's I that. So now, listeners, you are as it you you are as like clued up as I was as to what happened ne- as to what happens next. So whatever happens, you know. Um, I'll be very interested. So I have to ask, why why the oh no? It's shit. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I honestly I haven't listened to it yet. I, I just I was being being a you know I was being me. Right. Okay. Um, right. Well, I, no. Well, I I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd imagined that you might be one of these people that hated Slipknot and is like, oh no, am I going to have to listen to fucking? No, Slipknot? no. I I've got quite a lot of respect for Slipknot and I I like a lot of their stuff, but. Some of it, I'm just is it's not my cup of tea. I can appreciate how, you know, kids kids love it, and yeah. you know the, the the guttural vocals, then the clean vocals for a chorus. It's kind of a, you know, it's it's not my thing, but I, I do appreciate it, you know. And so, um, uh, what uh, what are your views on the um, uh, on Unsainted? Were you were you were you intrigued enough to play it more than once? 
Yeah, I, I've well, one and a half times. Um, <laughs> I, I listened to it first time today, and I honestly, I, I didn't mind it. I did like it. It was quite like the chorus stuck in my head. Um, you know, um, you know, it's a, a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Even like the intro is quite cool. I, I can hear that playing live, and you know, everyone getting like, "Oh my god, it's a thumb." Um, but yeah, I did like it. Yeah. Cool man. Cool. Well, I, that's 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 interesting you say that because um, I've just spoken to somebody else and you know I was like hands up. Um, that chorus just had me halfway through the first hook. Um, yeah. I think the chorus is incredibly strong. Incredibly strong. Yeah. yeah the first time I heard the chorus, I thought, ah, it's, you know, it's a melodic slip, not chorus. Okay. Then the second time it played, I thought, oh, I remember this bit. And then the, I think the last time, at the end of the song, it was completely stuck in my head. So, you know, they're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I, it, the chorus absolutely just won me over immediately. Um, and um, I, I don't know, you know, it's, the, the criticism is, is that it's very much just, it's very much Slipknot ABC. You know, it's, it's really nothing new. It's the, uh, it's the lead uh, single, it's the you know the one with the really melodic chorus. You know, it's the uh, the duality or the uh, devil in eye of this album. Um, but yeah, yeah, but but so what? Like, look at ACDC. Every single song they've got sounds the same, and <laughs> they're great. Like, they've got different different versions of all their songs, but you know, it's sitting not sound like sitting. I I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, I think, and it was I was interested to see what you said at the front there as well because you said you had a lot of um, a lot of respect for them, and I and I think if, as you know, as people involved in the metal scene, um, any metal band that can you know play as ex, you know as as extreme kind of music as they do, because occasionally it is quite extreme, um, mm-hmm. uh, and be as big as they are, it's you know yeah. it, it's great, it's 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 healthy for the scene in general. I think I've I've got a lot of time for people who are um, who are nice. Basically, I've met Corey a few times, and he was just really nice. Right. So you know, it, it just makes me respect the band a lot more. If if you're if you can I swear? Yeah, of course you fucking can. If if you're a bumhole, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're an asshole, I'm, I'm less inclined to listen to a band with the odd exception of Axl Rose. Um, no, I'd, but, I'd, I'd, I'd include I'd, I'd include Axl Rose in it, but that's pure, no, I, I, that's purely from a musical met, point of, point of view. If I ever met Axl Rose and he was nice to me, I'd be like, "Oh, come on, mate, <laughs> mate, mate!" I'm I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but are you telling me you like Guns and Roses? Yes. Oh, yes, fucking hell! Oh, bye, bye. there's the clickbait bye. right there. There's the clickbait. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Uh, you know, up until now, I've uh, I've I've really liked you. <laughs> you liked me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, you know, each their own. Not in this case, but um, uh, well, you, that's that's you, you. just hey, you like what you like. Yeah, I th- I think going back to the, the Slipknot thing as well. I think one of the things I like is guitar-wise, they inject a lot of death metal into their songs. I mean, you could easily 
some of them riffs could be off like a Dareside album or <laughs> right, yeah. you know, yeah. re- really brutal riffs. And I know that the vocals sometimes, well, probably aren't death metal but a lot of the guitar work I like because it's really, it's really interesting in terms of like brutal riffs. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah, no, I um, I I agree. I think they're um, I think they're a lot heavier than um, than anything else anything else out there um, of of that size. Do you know what I mean? They are they're probably mm. the the biggest um, extreme. I don't know. Is it is, is it is it extreme metal? It's not extreme, I, is it? I uh, I call it well. It's got extreme aspects. I mean, if you take away the riffs and put. If you put Glenn Benson singing over some of the Slipknot riffs, it wouldn't sound out of place. But I think because it's in the context of a successful band like Slipknot, it doesn't sound as extreme. You don't feel like it's extreme. But it is. It's like the drums. That you can't get much more extreme than... Like, there's blast beats in that new song. Yeah, yeah. But he's singing melodically over it, so you're like, it's not, you know, it's not as obvious. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, you make a very good point as well because um, basically Slipknot, Slipknot started trending on Twitter when it came out, which is mm. which is no mean feat for a metal band. Um, no. And when and when you put it into the context of like you say there, you know, this, the, we're talking about a, a metal band releasing an album, releasing a song with blast beats in it, and it's trending on Twitter. Then um, yeah, exactly. That's quite a fucking achievement in itself. Yeah, again, if a death metal band brings out an album with blast beats on it, it won't even touch Twitter. Maybe two people tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, me and you. But, you know, it's, I, I don't have a problem with them. I, I think they're a good band. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, look, I, I appreciate your um, your your take on Unsainted, uh, your entire one and a half listens. Um, <laughs> I'll do the point five in a bit. I'll think of the rest of it. I'd say there's other people been on it. You know, spent all day listening to it. You know, and they've written notes and everything. <laughs> I'm a, no, so I've got. Was I supposed to do? No, that? no, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pure. I'm purely winding you up, mate. Um, right. Well, look. Thank you very much. Don't go anywhere because we're gonna have a chat. But uh, for now, um, thanks for taking part. No, thank you. So we've got Slipknot fans, we've got non-Slipknot fans, we've got people who are not really that bothered about Slipknot fa- about Slipknot on the Slipknot special. I know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a, um, uh, bit of a contradiction really, isn't it? But um, I think it's, you know, it's working out all right if you wanted to, you know, and again, if, if you don't care about Slipknot, then I'm sure this is of no interest to you whatsoever. Or maybe it is, I, I genuinely don't know. All I can do is put these things together, hope somebody finds it entertaining uh, and worth listening to. And if you do, great. And if not, great. It's only a short one. It's a little something just to put in your bank holiday stocking, whatever that is. I don't know. Maybe that's a condom. Maybe that's a nickname for for a, um, for a condom, a bank holiday stocking. I like that. I fucking like, guys, that's it. That has been invented. That is now a thing, right? I need all of you. I need all of you to spread the word. Yeah? Bank holiday stocking. That's another word for a condom. Um, right, okay. It's suitable that the that, it, that this madness has got to this madness stage because it is madness that I have this next guest on because he is part of the furniture here at Turking, uh, Turking? at Talking Bollocks Towers at HHQ. Yes, it's the man that I did a road trip with from London to Derby last year, just over a year ago, actually, to a pilgrimage nay to see the beyond. I've also done a live podcast with him. It is, of course, the one and only... Godless.
one's okay? Yeah, that's much better. All right, all right. Matt, I know, look, I know exactly how you feel because you if you can't get your shit to work, it's going to annoy the shit out of you all night. <laughs> so I know how you feel, yeah? And I was going to text uh, you, why don't I try calling you on WhatsApp? And I thought, no, he's trying to make his gear work just the way I would. So, <laughs> you know, leave him to uh, it. God damn it. How you been, God buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Since we uh, since we uh, smashed it up at the old um, etc. Theatre back in uh, oh shit, when was that? January. January. I gotta tell you, that was like probably the most fun I've had in uh, well, at least since the Jesus, as far back as I can remember. It, just the absolute blast to do that. So I appreciate the invite and the idea. That was. That was super cool. No, mate, that was it was it was awesome that we could do it. I mean, um, as soon as you said you were coming over and you were going to be in my neck of the woods, I thought, you know, I just thought, well, this is an ideal opportunity. Look, let's face it, I'm like you. If somebody says anything that's remotely interesting, your first thought is, "Ooh, I should record that." <laughs> well, you're missing me. I'm coming over again this coming weekend, but I'm coming. To run down the hill at the what is it, Gloucestershire, sure. Oh, fucking hell! Cheese rolling. Oh, why don't you yeah. just just stamp all over that place name, you fucking motherfucker? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's funny because I've been like, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, after I run down that stupid hill or fall down it, probably more likely, like I'm gonna have to go like right to the airport, and I don't want to like be in like muddy dirty clothes at the airport so now I'm, and i wouldn't want to put them in a bag or anything so now i'm thinking probably my best uh point you know best way to do this is just just run down the the, the hill with just a pair of underwear on i think that's what i'm going to do well i i have to say I, I what i would what i would recommend would be wearing shit clothes run down the hill uh take all those cloths clothes off throw them in a bin put your other set of clothes huh. on, go to the airport. Yeah. Now, see, that that's that I hadn't thought of. I'm such a cheap ass. I would never have thought about throwing clothes out. I don't know if I could do that with pants. Well, the only I, pants I've got are one. I, I, I like the idea <coughs> that you are... Um, uh, sorry for all the coughing listeners, but fuck me. I'm dying here for your enjoyment, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 to me, it amazes me that you're... Excuse me. <coughs> Dear me, I've been fine all day. You're you're more prepared to run down um, a hill in front of everybody in your underwear rather than throw a pair of trousers away. Yeah, yeah. That well, yeah. The nudity doesn't bother me so much. Well, I look at it. It's going to bother everybody else a lot more. It's going to bother me. Oh, I, I, I can fucking guarantee that, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Having having seen having seen your perfectly rounded dad bod up close, um, yeah, yeah, the, the the good the good people of Gloucester are going to get more than they bargained for. Gloucestershire, yeah. it's Gloss, it's Gloucestershire, by the way, and it's Gloucestershire, it, yeah, and it's Gloucestershire, and it's the cheese rolling event that you're that you're doing. Why the fuck are you doing this? Because I'm too chicken shit to get chased by bulls. 
So instead of going to Pamplona and doing the running of the bulls, you're going to you're going to Gloucestershire and doing the running of the cheese. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God, your life is a failure. You're right. <laughs> well, it's it's not really a failure. It really is. It's no. At the end of the day, it's actually fairly interesting. I'd say it's just I'm always finishing second. Is the way I look at it. It's like. Behind the bulls, what do you got? There's the cheese rolling. Third place is the throwing of the tomatoes. Where is that? Valencia or something? Um, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, oh, God, I'm not sure, but it's it's fucked up. The the pictures you see every year are pretty amazing from there. Oh, the tomato throwing? Yeah. Well, absolutely, yeah. You, but although, you can't but, you even, know, they... although you can't even do that properly, it's tomato throwing, mate. It is... Sorry, go on. It's amazing that not every city has got something <laughs> really crazy, stupid like that. You know, every oh, city should have something. Like they, that. Well, they do. They do. I mean, for instance, Nesborough, where I'm from, one day we have the bed race, and that is where you do up a bed, put wheels on it, and and race it around the town and end up in the river. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, man, How honestly. How many times have you done it? Dude, look it up. Nairsborough Bed Race. You ever want to do it, your whole family are welcome. You can. I've got family up there. I can put you up in a house. <laughs> it's it's not a million miles from an airport. Seriously, dude. You ever do it? You ever do, want to do the Nairsborough Bed Race? Google that, and uh, you'd be more than welcome. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no, no that worries. That would be great. I'd love to do stuff like that, you know? Now, this is where I can get on board with all those TV programmes where it's like, you know, people going all over the world doing, like, weird shit. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I really like that, except when it's a fucking celebrity. I'm sick and tired of the roads, hills, pavements, trains, hill walks of this of Great Britain walked by an, act, an actor, <laughs> a radio personality, a... Um, uh, reality TV per- personality, a retired fucking MP. We've had the lot, and it's just everyone's take on walking around somewhere. But you know, such is life. <laughs> I think I think I might have gone off on a tangent. What a surprise! <laughs> um, so, uh, dude, um, I've I have spoken so far to um, Ol Rake. Um, the uh, the main man, uh, well, the main guitarist in Evile. I have spoken to um, my th- friend of thirty years, Anthony, who you have met. Um, he of our derby trip. Yeah. Um, so you've met him. Um, I've also spoken to the. Oh. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm really going. This is going to really annoy me. They're the mental health of Northern Ireland for metal, but I've got I've I've forgotten the name, so I'm going to have to look the name up. So um, so you're a little bit okay. down. You're a little bit down the list. I do apologise. No, no, I, I I certainly understand. Like I said earlier, I never expect to finish first. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except except one place, and that would be the bedroom. Um. Um, yes, that's true. That's... <laughs> I, I, I have absolutely got to find out um, what they are called. Uh, Mental Health NI. That was it. Um, so anyway, um, I had Gareth on from there. I've had, I've had um, Anthony on. I've had Olrake on. So um, it's, uh, it's your turn. 
you are you're fourth. Um, what why what are your opinions? We we genuinely haven't spoken about this, have we? I've got you know no idea which way you're going on this. Yeah, no, no. We're talking about the the new Slipknot song, right? We are talking about Unsainted. Yes, the whole point of you, you being here. Well, before we get started, like I really, you know, uh, I just heard the news about Clown's daughter yes. passing away, and that's so incredibly sad. Twenty two, really, really is. Twenty two got her five oh. month, uh, got her five month clean and sober uh, chip two days ago. Um, it's it's horrible. I just really hope that it that it was not suicide. I really do. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because my reaction was, you know, the new song isn't that bad. Right. Okay. So you've you've changed you've changed gear on me there, but that that's fine. I can handle that. Um, you, uh, you've gone from sad death of a twenty two year old a, to oh, a, and the new song. Yeah, it was. It was a bad joke about why she might have. Oh, oh, it's God. All good. It's all good. Wow. It's, it's, okay, let me yeah. uh, let me just let me just wheel out a phrase that I wheel out to civilians when they try shit like that. Co- tragedy plus time equals it's comedy. Four hours, hasn't it? Forty-eight. And yeah, yeah and yeah, yet clearly, and yet clearly, too and soon. By the time, <laughs> yeah, but and by the time anybody hears this. It's going to be weeks away, oh, but yeah, true. no. That's, that's I, actually I, that's 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 a fair point. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be lots of people messaging in saying your joke was actually funny. So when I get those messages, I'll forward them to you, and you can <laughs> make and you can make sure that their doctors take the hard things out of their fucking hands. <laughs> um, so 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 do you so you yeah, genuinely no, think you think the song's not bad? Is that is that is that your? Are we finishing the phone uh, call there? Yeah. No, no. So this is the thing. All right. So like, it's definitely wait and bleed 2.0. And, you know, it's the same kind of tempo. It's Slipknot again, doing Slipknot. I'm just, I'm very thankful that, you know, they didn't pull out the acoustic guitar this time. I mean, because you know that's going to happen eventually. And that always pisses everybody off. Well, you are are picking up on something that that I picked up on, and I'm, I'm in agreement with you. It's the lead single off a new Slipknot album. It's, you know, it's duality. It's the devil and I. It's Wait and Bleed 2.0. You know, it, it's it's that song, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and, you know, they got a formula and they ain't, ain't going to budge from it. It's it's nice, you know, so it works. And it's a good song. I, I think that it's too bad that I don't know what choir or chorus or whether they just got a handful of friends in there or whatnot, but... Oh my God! That, that the the choir sounds terrible. It really <laughs> should sound better than. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Um, I've interviewed you in this order because um, Anthony, um, who I spoke to yesterday about this, basically said um, the choir completely ruins the song. Now, when he hears the chorus, all he can hear is that fucking choir. So he, he, he cannot stand it. And he actually sent me a message today saying, thank God we've done that podcast chat. I can stop fucking listening to it now. <laughs> yeah. So, see, I don't, I, I like the idea. I like the, uh, I, the, the, I, I can totally hear how they would have had that chorus and somebody goes, hey, you know, this would sound really great with a choir. But when that choir shows up and then open their mouths, everybody should just look at each other and go, uh, okay, thanks appreciate it uh and next you know just move on because 
they're not in tune. There's no real, there's definitely no arrangement there. There's, it's just, Hey, we found a bunch of people who can kind of sing high pitch. Let's go with it. Well, you know? I can tell and you, I can tell you now it will be in tune because it will be auto. It will be auto tuned. It'll be auto corrected. So it is in tune. Maybe your ears are broken. But um, yeah. uh, one thing, uh, one thing that I kind of, I, I'm sort of, I'm not he, I'm neither here nor there with the um, with the choir. To be honest, it it's a bit too churchy for me. And you know, I, as somebody who's, who can't even walk in a church, then um, that that does send the hackles. But it does. But I, I, you know, it doesn't spoil the song at all for me. I love the chorus. Um, people are sick of hearing that, so I won't dwell on it. But um, I do think that I mean, Anthony pointed out. It, the, it's a choir and it's not even a Slipknot version of a choir. It's not even a bit weird. There's not a different take on it. It's not, um, it's not discordant or any, it's just, it's just a fucking choir. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, well, well done lads. And, you know, what do you want us to do with that? Yeah, it's like, I can't tell if it's pre-pubescent boys or just a handful of women, it, but either way, it, it, it isn't working. I, well, funnily enough, yes, I, um, I I had that sort of uh, discussion with Anthony as well, where he was like, "Look, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that is a children's choir, and it and it just sounds horrendous." Um, I mean, like, like I said, I'm, I'm I don't mind it. I, I I like the production. I think the overall production is a step up from um, the Grey Chapter. Uh, yeah, I guess I never really paid too much attention to that side of things. Way I look at it is like, as far as arrangements concerned, it, you know, they 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 already know what they're doing. So yeah, it's, it's the patented like, uh, it's the patented Slipknot single arrangement. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and as far as like the the rest of the production, uh, yeah, I don't know. I it just all sort of sounds the same for the most part to me. But uh, I'm, I don't have those kind of refined ears for that sort of stuff. I'll tell you what I'd love to do. I would love to get. I would love to get the lead singles from the last few Slipknot albums. That's Devil and I and um, uh, Unsainted and Wait and Bleed. Not that that was a lead single, but just get them all together and basically um, just turn them into one song and just like have a verse from one, a chorus from another. Do you know what I mean? Just just basically a mashup of those songs, but just take a section from each to make it that song and basically just to prove that there you go. You see, you can actually. You can cut and shut it. You can you can cut and paste these songs into like any order you want. It's the same framework. I'd love to. Yeah, I think it'd be so interesting. Is like throw the waveforms, you know, one on top of the other, and see if they all kind of line up. Because I bet you they kind of do. Do you think that that's on purpose, or do you think that it's like you know they're twenty odd years in, so it just is ingrained at this point? Um, well. Um... I, I do know some some people who write do get a certain um, a certain arrangement that they like. For instance, I know somebody who likes to do verse, pre-chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus end. And that is a fairly standard arrangement for them. Um, they're not married to it, but they'll they'll go outside of it. They'll you know, they'll move around it. But that's a fairly standard arrangement, and I think I think basically after years and years, uh, um, yeah, I think if I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think the first time they found this arrangement was thanks to Rick Rubin. As always, it was duality on 
you know, on the Versus album. Mm. You know, the Satanic Verses. I think, you know, duality was really where where this version of Slipknot started, where, you know, where Unsainted, that song, um, pre-working with Rick Rubin, they would, they would never have done anything like that. But, you know, that duality is, is, is that arrangement. It's the arrangement that Slipknot have gone, hey, do you know what? If you want like a four and a half minute banger, uh, on an album that's kind of openly commercial and going to be the single, here's the arrangement for it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's uh, interesting. What's interesting, too, that you bring up that idea that there's like these two two phases of Slipknot. Do you think there's two? Just two? Uh, no, not at all. I think there's um, I think there's the first, there's the there's Slipknot, which is the first album and the second album. Then there is the, the the middle albums from um, Satanic Verses. Now, what came after Satanic Verses? Was it All Hope Is Gone? Jeez, I have no idea. I know, it's a fucking head fuck, oh. isn't it? I'm actually looking at the CDs. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the CDs from here. So so let's not, let, let's not do our brains in too much. Hang on a second. Right, it is... Um... Yeah, I think so. I think it's all hope is gone because I haven't got it here. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, I have got it. Go, yeah. I've got the double seed. Anybody who fucking wants it, let me know. Um, so yeah, then it would be Jesus, right? Okay. So after after all hope is gone, it's the uh, it's the grey chapter. That is that right? Isn't there about ten? Yeah, that's isn't, right. Isn't there about ten years between those albums? Have we missed something? Well, there's uh, there's six years between All Hope Is Gone and The Great Chapter, and then five years since Great Chapter to We Are Not Your Kind. You're joking. Is it five years? Yeah, because it's October 2014 is Great Chapter. I'm looking at the Wikipedia what? page here. Really? You're fucking joking. Uh-huh. No. Jesus Christ, I still think of that as like the new album, as in like, oh, I really should play that a bit more since I got it. Fucking hell, what's wrong with me? Well, think of, you know, this is the thing. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were asking about like, all right, we were talking about this whole new idea with uh, the Internet and whether it makes more sense to just put out songs rather than put out albums, and it, which I think is a real interesting thing when you think about it, because I was thinking about how, like, you know, my freshman year of high school, between that and my senior year of high school, like, all my favorite bands put out two albums at least, if not three. And so, like, I, like, they, they, were, they are my whole high school experience. But there are kids, not that there's a ton of kids listening to Slipknot, mind you, but kids who, like, the, a Slipknot album came out before they were in high school, and the next one didn't come out until after they were done. And so, therefore, Slipknot is not a part of that experience at all. And that's those few years are, like, kind of vital, you know? They're the, those years where, you know, most of, at least in my head, most of the songs that, like, I totally stuck with me, and, you know, when I hear them, it takes me back to a certain place in time, it's during that time of my life, you know, that the, it's ages 15 to, to 18, 19, you know, around there. And man, to think that like with bands putting out albums five, six, seven years apart from each other and so many artists are doing it, 
geez, you're missing out on all that. Why not just put out songs every once in a while instead? Well, I, firstly, it's not a one-size-fits-all problem. So, for instance, um, Slipknot, who put out um, Before Unsainted, All Out Life, which, again, is an awesome, totally heavy track, so I have every faith in what's coming up in the new album. If you Slipknot, you can do that. If you're Acid Rain, you can't. And I think it, there, there is no... I don't think any longer there is this whole music business oh do this do that oh put songs out no put albums out i think do you know what do what's right for you figure out what what's right for you figure out what's right for your audience and do that there is no well, see that you know i don't think there is any right. i don't think there is any you know grand plan or anything anymore you have to figure out what's best for your market and then you have to go that way yeah, see, I, I would say that it, you got to do what's best for your audience first and what's best for you second. But, uh, you know, I hear you. Well, I, yeah, but that way your career ends up shorter. Because... You think so? Yes, you do, because you become thoroughly pissed off with what you're doing and it becomes a job. <laughs> uh, you become pissed off with what you're doing. You It becomes a job. You're just punching a clock uh, and then you start shitting on your own legacy and putting stuff out that you really shouldn't. And um, and that's the end of that. That's why it works that way round. That's why art is not commerce. So in commerce, yeah, give the people what they want. In art, they shall have what I goddamn give them. So I guess the the best situation is when they align. <coughs> is when what? Sorry. When it aligns. When the audience and what they need aligns with what the artist can give and what the artist needs so ideally you know you, yeah. that like yeah ideally they come together but that will only come together in very small pockets because not everybody wants the same thing at the same time um and the experience you're talking about of that 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 kid in in high school well that's just the way the world's changed you know and and instead in those intervening years you know he's got favorite games that, that you know he plays favorite games that remind him of certain times of his life um and you know it that's that's just the the ever changing shape of of our uh, of our pop culture i'm afraid i just i just it gets so worried about like bands that take so long between albums because it always feels to me like, geez, an entire generation has gone by and have missed out, you know, on the excitement of a new release. And that, to me, is just a shame for a long term, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, the genie's out of the bottle, isn't it? I mean, that's just, that is just the way things are. Um, and, uh, you know, it, like, for instance, you know, some bands are putting out an album out every two years. Look at Overkill; it's never changed. Album every two years. Album every two years. So that yeah. description that you, you know, that this poor fictional kid we're talking about. Well, if he's into Overkill, he's been fine. Not a problem. So you know, it's not everybody. It's just some people, and it is an ex- and it is a it's a real exclusive experience to you. And I can appreciate that it had a, a big effect on you, and therefore, um, you you would like you know, other kids and your kid to have that experience. But, you know, ultimately, that's, you know, it's just it's not possible, is it? We are all yeah, different. I guess I would be, I'd be more like, uh, I, more into giving, say, Slipknot the, the benefit of the doubt if Corey wasn't doing Slipknot light in between most of the Slipknot albums with his 
yeah. Tom Sauer thing, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Uh, Stone fucking shit, they should be called. Just piss weak American radio rock. Absolute middle of the road bullshit. Um, well, but it's so interesting the way that it's like, it, it is, but it's it sounds like Slipknot if you cut the balls off. It's it's like the you're on Greyjoy of rock and roll. It's oh, it's, check it's him really... out with his Game of Thrones fucking name wow. drops in there. Anyway. Check you out. You were the you were the cool dad. Speaking of speaking of like you know the time, yeah. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about that show anymore. Boy, that happens. Stop, 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 uh, but... stop, stop. Do not mention anything else. As soon as I hang up, I'm watching the last ever episode. <laughs> You say anything? Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Right. Haven't seen it either. Right. Okay. Right, we're well, good. we're good. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, what what makes me laugh is is all of the um, is all of the um, uh, feminist um, propaganda that is now being is now being shoved upon us all, pointing out the fact that that you know that that these two women are you know are powerful figures and 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 you know isn't this great? And it's like, well. It's been that way for about the last fucking eight years on this program. How come you just get into the fucking party now? <laughs> it, it, it's just well, um, you, 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 you just, know what I mean. Go, can we go back to Stone Sour for a second? Uh, of course, let's go back to Stone Sour. So, so like I, I got to be honest with you, I like never listened to Stone Sour, like ever, ever, ever. Okay, all right, Until... I've, all right. I've got to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Same here. Yeah, yeah. So recently I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Oh. And when I listen to it, I think to my I think to myself, okay, this is Corey trying to let the the other dudes in Slipknot know how easily replaceable they all are. <laughs> because because it's like they've he's got the same song structures the same general vibe. Half the songs sound like if he got the drums to do the, what they need to do, and they actually like did the made the you know changed up the way that the guitars sound, and you know just added oomph to it. It would be Slipknot. It would just it just would like at yeah. least like their layer shit. Yeah, or maybe or maybe Jim Root was confident enough to walk away from Stone Sour because um, that's not the case, and actually what Stone Sour is, is a reminder to Corey that without the rest of Slipknot, he's just a fucking Motley Crue B-side. <laughs> but, but the dude sold a ton of records. You can't say that. Um, look, quite quite simply, um, if he's not fucking Papa Emeritus or Papa John's or whatever his fucking name is from Ghost, he's Corey Taylor. And if he wanted to get rid of them all, he would have done. And before anyone says, yes... Paul Gray's gone. I don't think that had anything to do with Corey. And now Chris Fenn's gone. And obviously, Joey Jordanson's gone. Um, <clears throat> but they all went kind of of their own accord, or kind of had to. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, d- I, don't, I don't buy it as, a, as, as that it's being used as a stick to beat um, the rest of the band with. No, I, j- I just think it is... I just think it is the way it is. Um, I, th- I genuinely think Corey's a bit of a hard rock fan, and he likes to get his hard he likes to get his hard rocks off. Oh, check that shit out! But, but you don't think that it was his way to kind of let everybody know, okay, uh, this is what lighter Slipknot 
would sound like no. audience. No, no. So that when he does lighten shit up and slop, Slipknot, it's like he's already paved the way and people go, yeah, well, yeah. No. You know, like, no, yeah. I just think, I think the reason he does it is because he really likes hard rock and he wants to do that and it gives him a chance to do a bit more singing and play around with melodies and a part of his voice that he doesn't get to use in Slipknot. Um, and also the fact that what he's doing is fucking hard work, you know, new albums, writing new songs, touring them, all the rest of it. You don't do that purely as a, as a preparation for something else or, a, or, or, a, or to send a message anywhere. You do it because you absolutely love it. Because if you don't, it's a grind from gig two and that's the end of it. And there would have been one Stone Sour, Stone Sour album and there would have been one tour. The given the fact he's still doing it, then he loves it. I hate it and think it's bullshit, but he loves it. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's that's I just, up to him. I just, I just always look at like Mike Patton and whenever he did something different, it was like totally different, you know? But yes, but, but to, use, to use a godless phrase, Mike Patton's got fuck you money. So yes. he doesn't well, give a Corey shit. Taylor. Yeah, well, well, even even more of a reason for him to not do this fucking soulless Motley Crue bullshit bar band wank, <laughs> but <laughs> he does. <laughs> so you know he must be enjoying himself. And I know, I know, I know. Uh, funny enough, parents' kids who like Stone Sour. I don't know any parents who like Stone Sour, but I know some parents' kids who do. Oh, jeez, huh? And a few yeah, Slipknot, a few, a few Slipknot fans as well, who are like, "Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I like some of that that kind of stuff in my lighter moments, you know." And and, yeah, and they dig yeah. it. I mean, yeah, because you know, like like I was saying earlier, Slipknot's got its lighter stuff. You know, he's pulled an acoustic guitar out for a Slipknot song every once in a while, and it's like, Geez, what the hell, dude? Because like, you know, going back to the idea of the phases of Slipknot, like. For me, it was like those first two albums, and then I heard the the third album, whatever it was, and kind of went, yeah, okay, I think I'm checking out for a while, you know? And I just checked out. Oh, I and, loved it. I loved it. This, uh, Satanic Verses, thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, but, man, like the, that first album, that first debut album, which oh. is so far out of left field of what anybody yeah. was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Just, absolutely. And it's so, funny enough... Somebody on my somebody on the Talking Bollocks Facebook page, um, uh, and and uh, I I am going to name and shame now because I'm actually looking the comment up because it it's just pure fucking bullshit, um, <laughs> and I do apologise, mate, but you fucking wrote it, uh, um, so now I'm going to now I'm going to take the piss. Right, the comment was here we go. Um, come on, guys, let's face it. Slipknot have always been a manufactured band. It's not about the members, it's about the music. I mean, uh, my, res- my, my response was that, was don't agree. Nine guys in boiler suits making a right fucking noise was not a rep- recipe for commercial success in 1999. About as manufactured yeah. as Motorhead. Yeah, and, and coming from Des Moines, Iowa, I realize there's jack shit in Des Moines, Iowa. There's a bunch of English professors. I don't even know who they teach because I think they're all English professors. By the way, by the way, that was that was Chris Westwood. So thanks for your honesty, Chris. I mean, you know, (laughs) you're getting hammered, but you're getting mentioned as well. So hopefully that makes the one makes up for the other. Um, There's no, no way that you could listen to anything that came out before 1999 and go, yeah, that sounds like Slipknot. Yeah, nothing. 
And it's so gratifying that 20 years on, they are one of the kings of the scene. You know, that's just so gratifying to have seen. It, it, whether you like the music or not, the fact is, is that they were freaking original at a, at a time when Mel wasn't sure what it was going to do at that point. It was yeah. all like everybody was going to uh, Limp Bizkit and all that shit. And so, you know, Slipknot go on tour with Limp Bizkit, making fun of them the whole time. And, you know, they were the ones that won. And that is just so awesome. Well, I think, um, I think if you, you know, there's no way, you listen to that first album, there's no way if somebody's manufactured, put it this way, you want to hear manufactured metal with a lot of people in the band? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you baby metal. Well done. It's even made in Japan. Hand over your money, you daft bastards. Um, it, it, yeah. Your song's pretty good. But, the, but that, that is, yeah, no, it isn't. Um, um, remind me what it's called again. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, you were just winding me up, weren't you? <laughs> um, I uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it is shit. I have heard it. And even one of them's left. I don't know. She's got a periods now or something. I don't know. Um, she's too old for the band. Um, so where were we? Um, yeah, the uh, just this idea that anything uh, that, that as heavy as that first album could be manufactured is... Um, is just wide of the mark because ultimately nobody who's looking to manufacture a band and get them, you know, get them to break platinum is going to dress them up in boiler suits, make sure they all wear masks and then make sure that they make an absolute fucking racket, the like of which none of us have heard before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm and not... they're still doing, Sorry, go on. well, go they on. might be taking, might be taking huge breaks in between, you know, the, the idea that they've only got what six albums in twenty years is uh, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, that uh, they they couldn't be more uh, productive in that time. But Jesus, it, I mean, how how great is? It? I mean, you think of like who is who are the bands that like really are head and shoulders above anybody else twenty years on and able to play maybe not quite arenas, but they got to be getting there. Definitely too big for a theater unless it's especially huge yeah. you know oh yeah that, that you're you're talking about slipknot i don't think lamb of god is even there at this oh, point absolutely but... and they won't be getting there because they're shit but um I, i'll tell you what slipknot it, for me this is what sums it up last time they were in london they played earl's court which is a big old fucking place right sorry not earl's court what i'm talking about that's been knocked down they played um uh um ali pally uh, Alexandra Palace, right? And that's a big old uh-huh. venue. And they sold it out on a motherfucking Tuesday, y'all. Yeah. That is power. That is fucking yeah. power. Right there. Um, I mean, there's no way anyone else is, you know, certainly in the metal scene, on that, you know, any anywhere under that level. You're not even getting close. Bands don't even fucking play London on a Tuesday because they're fucking shit scared no one's going to turn up. So yeah, that yeah. that was just, that just summed it up for me. And it was amazing because they had, they had buses running from the tube stations to ferry people. And, 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 the bus, and the buses, all of them had, you know, when you look up and you see the destination and the bus, the buses just had, desti- as the destination, they just had Slipknot. <laughs> so there's all these buses what? driving around with Slipknot written on them. I just thought it was really fucking cool. 
It's probably one for each band member. Yes, and their ego, no doubt, double decker. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I've always hoped that Gojira would get close to that kind of level, but I, you know, they just they haven't. They just haven't. You know, they but yeah, they've give got them time. Great. Give them time. They've got big. Well, they might keep on saying that, but they've been around for twenty years as well now. Uh true, and they don't put they don't put albums out very often, but. Um... You know, I, I, I don't know. I think that's the world we live in now. I think, you know, you've got to wait a few years to get an album. And and to be honest, good. I mean, and I know what I just said about Overkill. I'm not including in, in this, but there's a few there's a few bands out there who are who are putting out who are shitting out albums every two or three years and shitting out albums is the right phrase. Um, I mean, one band who I'm not going to name at the moment, but I've been trying to listen to their new album today and it is just fucking toilet. And it's and and you know they're a band I like and um, you know they've been back for a good few years now. Uh, I'm giving some clues now, aren't I? People are going to be trying to guess who it is. Um, they're not British. There you go. So fuck off. I'm not mentioning any of my peers in this country, but um, I'll tell you who it is off off air. But I, I just think you know you it, only the very special bands like overkill can pull off an album every two years and it's actually fucking good and you want to buy it and you want you know um i and i, I that's that's just that's incredible to me i think i think they are really are just a, a a level above a lot of other bands in how fucking organized they are and what they do um and the quality of it well the respect to overkill because you know, they were playing to, you know, 15 people in a bowling alley, and then they're on MTV and uh, Hello from the Gutter, and all of a sudden they're playing theaters and, and packing them. And then, you know, three, four years later, they're back to playing bowling alleys for 15 people again. Yeah. And they still kept on putting yeah. out music, still kept on hitting the road. They didn't care, or they cared, but they were like, you know what, this is just what we do, so this is what we're going to keep doing. And they believed in it, and yeah, all respect in the world. There's almost nobody else like that. Absolutely, and they—I mean, they, you know—they kept on coming over here, and a, a couple of times they were playing the Camden Underworld, which is you know where we'd play. Whereas the last few, you know, quite a lot of the last few times have been playing a lot bigger venues. Um, but Bobby, Bobby's such a cool guy, man. I mean, um, I was talking to him off air last time, and just saying because he was it was really cool. He. Um, he emailed people at his label saying, "Like you know, you need to check. You need to check these guys' album out. Um, you know, I think they should be on the label." And Danny Filth did the same as well, which was very cool to have two people like that. You know, nice. um, yeah. both hitting up Nuclear Blast and saying, "Like you know, you should be you should be releasing this." Um, and um, and I said to, and I said to Bobby, "Well, you know, for, it, it went through to the right guy." And it was, I was like, "Yeah, do you know what? It, he doesn't like us. He never has. He, you know, worked at Music for Nations years ago and turned us down before we got signed there, which is fair enough because the demo was shit." Um, and I was like, "But yeah, you know, he it just doesn't like us. There's not a lot we can do about that." And do you know what he did? He just turned around and said, do "You know what? Megaforce hated us. The only reason the only reason they signed us was because eventually we were just selling so many demos." They they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. And uh, and I just thought, what a really, what a really cool guy. What a great, you know, what a really cool story. <laughs> you know, all but all these years he remembers that shit, and he's got an incredible memory for um, for bands and gigs and shit like that, and albums. It's uh, but and this is turning into the Overkill Worship podcast, and it was supposed to be <laughs> what we think of the new Slipknot song. 
Now, did, did the did lyrics bother you? Lyrics? What about them? What, what say again? What do you mean? Uh, did the lyrics of the of the song Unsainted bother me? Yeah, yeah. Um, not not really. No. Why? Well, I don't know. It just seems like it. It's. Uh, I know you you talk to the mental health people. I've already made fun of somebody who might have, you know, uh, committed suicide and right. all that. But it's it just it's not it just. The lyrics to me were just sort of ham-handed, uh, yeah. you know, anti-suicide stuff, which is okay, but it's like, man, aren't, aren't we done with that yet? You no, know? I, can we move on? I know, I know what you mean. Um, and no, we can't move on because I'm doing a, I'm doing a mental health special, and that's why I interviewed them. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, and at least you haven't got kids. Oh no, you have. What a lucky boy. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, well, at least he's got me to talk to. If not, if if nothing else, no. Look, I, I funny I, enough, one of the mental health guys did mention that uh, did mention the lyrics uh, and and um, uh, weren't overly impressed. Um, and I I don't know. I just kind of think personally, and I can only say personally, uh, I would not write an anti-suicide song because I I think a it's pointless. And B, it's just it's it's just a bit worthy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm anti, I'm anti suicide. Who the fuck isn't? Come on, it's like mothers yeah, against yeah, child exactly. murderers. There is no group called mothers for child murderers. You know, your group is not needed. You know, and I, I just think that it, it's kind of like rather than singing anti suicide songs, let's you know, I th- I think anti suicide songs are songs like Yankee Rose by Dave Lee Roth off his first solo album. Do you know what I mean? A song that you hear that just makes you want to fucking live, that just makes you want to run down to the beach and dive in. Do you know what I mean? It's an, in a good well, way. Either that, either that or... And, and there's a, a, a band um, uh, that I've been listening to a lot lately, and they're called Alive in Barcelona, and they've got this uh, really... <laughs> like their, their new... Their new album is just like a handful of songs that kind of talk about this stuff, and they're on this tip. But to me, it sounds like they're writing from they dealt with it, you know, or or might even still be going through it. And it's like really critical to who they are as songwriters, and it's really critical to the experience and the stories that they're telling in the songs. And then when I read what Corey's written, and I go, this is a guy just talking about wanting people not to do this, you know, and it's total difference, you know, it's a, it's coming from the heart or it's coming from his Twitter feed. Well, no, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't question the man's sincerity. I mean, I'll always slag anybody off, but I won't claim to know their motives. And if he's written that, I'd like to think that he's written that for a reason. Now, whether he's written that because he's been affected by suicide, um, and I'm sure he has, within his own personal life. I'm sure that has, whether it's, uh, you know, or whether he just feels now is the time to write, is the right time to write that song for something that happened years ago. But I would, I would take a wild guess at um, there being a, a very good reason for him doing it. Now, the fact that you don't like the way he's done it, absolutely. That's, you know, that's my wheelhouse, giving somebody a kicking for something they've done. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick them for their motives if I, if I don't know what their motives are. Just, no, but I, and I'm not. I'm not saying you know anything other than just make it 
feel more genuine. It doesn't feel genuine. Um, yeah, I, and to be honest, Corey Taylor is one of my um, is one of my favorite lyricists. I do like his lyrics, um, and I I I really paid a cursory glance at the lyrics to this, and and I kind of just went sort of like, oh right, okay. Um, because I think that when he gets it right and on his day, he is for me probably the best best lyricist in metal right now. At the so when he's can, absolutely at the top that. of his game. Can you explain that? Was it thirty slash thirty minus fifteen or twenty four or something? Was it, was it, there's some Stone Sour song and I it's got like a <laughs> bunch of numbers. That I have no idea what the hell he's singing about. Well, I'm talking Slipknot lyrics here. I can't oh, okay. speak. All I right. can't speak for Stone Sour, right? So, you, but you have made a very good point, and he might have dragged his average down so hard with Stone Sour that I now just need to take him off my list of favourite lyricists. Uh, th- thank you for ruining that for me. Uh, but it, the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, with the with the uh, uh, this Slipknot song, is that it's head and shoulders above almost, you know, 90% of what's come out this year. Maybe yeah. more, right? Yeah. It's that it, we're measuring it up against their past catalog. And their past catalog, you know, it's like another song. It'll probably be in their set list uh, forever, maybe at least three nights out of five type of thing. Yeah. But it's going to be a song. Is it going to be the song that they're going to end on? Is it going to be the song everybody's at the edge of their seat hoping they play? Is it going to be the song when the chorus starts to croak out the that chorus, uh, the choir starts to croak out that chorus in the beginning? Like everybody jumps up and goes, oh, I can't wait. Well, it's, to it's, no, it's no, it's, it, it's no um, duality. It's no psychosocial, um, you know, I, 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 it's not at that level for me. It's not at that level. It's yeah. not even at the level of of Devil and I from the Grey Chapter. But like I said, um, oh. All Out Life is a cracking track. I think that can be. You know, it's, it's important we don't forget about that because they're clearly in a space where they can make a right old fucking racket, just like they've always been able to. Um, uh, but I, I, one thing I have to say is this: this guy's drumming needs to. Um, needs to needs to really blow me away on this album i'm prepared to I, I mean he's decent it's a decent joey impression on the last album i mean it's not it, it, he's a lot less clicky on his bass drums which is great um and it, it, he kind of made it his own for me but i i, I i'll i'm just a, a few more years to mature in the drum stool i i'm i'm awaiting to be blown away i don't think he does anything particularly special um on the uh, on on unsainted, um, he kind of does what I'd expect a typical Slipknot drummer to do on it. But um, you know, I'm 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 rooting for him. I'm in I'm in his camp. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like oh, fuck this dude. Get somebody else in at all. Um, but I, I'm I'm just I'll be interested to see if he if he kind of is able to break out on sort of some more album tracks and um, and uh, you know show show us what he's got, man. Yeah, I hear you. Cool. No, but I'm glad. I'm I'm happy for new uh, Slipknot. I'm happy for them. I think that uh, you know it's a song they can be proud of, and uh, you know we can give them give them hell about it it not being uh, better. But that's always because the bar has already been set so incredibly high. All those songs that you talked about, any other band would be more than happy to call it a career once they've had half of that 
catalog. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's good on them, you know, uh, me, my, uh, was it, uh, the, yeah, the single from the last album, uh, was it me, myself and I, or whatever the it was? Devil and I. Devil and I, yeah, it's, you know, a good, good enough song. I think this one's just pretty much about the same and, and that's fine. You know, Devil and I was a, a good song off of a really good album. So I think we should all be optimistic about what's coming uh, in uh, just a few weeks from Slipknot. And I think that just brings our conversation to a close beautifully. Nicely done, mate. Um, well, look, thank you very much for coming on. Don't go away because I need to speak to you. But um, for now, Godless, always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Howard. Okay, so a couple of things, a couple of bits of housekeeping. Firstly, the way that interview started, we'd I had chopped about five minutes off the front. We had absolute fucking uh, technology nightmare, and eventually we got it to work. Um, but yeah, it wasn't through his studio with his nice rich voice as normal. So yeah, that was that that, that annoyed him, annoyed me. Also, at the end there, where I said um a certain a certain thrash band established blah 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 who i like new you know album out blah you know and i said i talked to him off air um and i just went right that band and he went i know who it is and i said who is it and he said the band's name i was like fuck yeah dude and we both then went on to absolutely hammer this band um who whose new album is just fucking terrible um but there you go if you'd like to know who that is ask me when you see me i'm not likely to or become a patron Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. And you can get, you can ask, you can ask guests any questions you like. Um, that's one of the features you get. You get your own podcast every month. You get all acid rain behind the scenes. You get to ask your questions to podcast guests. You get loads of content. Um, it's $5 a month. It's cheap as chips. Um, and yeah, come along, you know, come along and anybody who signs up gets all the acid rain stuff and all of the talking bollocks stuff. You get video stuff behind the scenes. You get all sorts of bits and pieces. It's worth it. $5 a month. Come on. It's less than you spend on coffee in a week. Okay, and that is the that you know that's the truth, Ruth. Or if it is, it's coffee or tea, and definitely beer. That's more than you spend on beer in a day. Let's be honest, okay. And if you're teetotal and you uh, and you don't drink well, teetotal and you don't drink tea or coffee, so you don't drink alcohol either, then it's as much as you spend on bottled water in a fucking week. So come on, come on over, join the party. It helps me keep advertising out of the pol- podcast, podcast. Podcast, whatever this is, um, and I want to keep advertising out of it. Not that I'm going to get advertising. The amount of time I say cunt on a, on a fucking cunting podcast, you fucking cunting joking, aren't you? No cunting way. I'm going to get cunting advertising when I'm fucking swearing like a fucking cunting trooper. Not a chance. So anyway, uh, that's the end of the Patreon advert. That is the end of the Bollocast. I'd love to play Slipknot on the way out, but can't do it because it's a podcast, and podcasts are basically forbidden from using music unless a few seconds. And I don't see the point in using a few seconds because it's just bollocks. So if you have haven't already listened? Listened to? If you hadn't already listened to? If you haven't already listened to? Okay, bank holiday weekend. Remember, bank. Sorry, um, a bank holiday. What was it? What was it? That was the condom bank holiday? Fucking! Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and find it now. Oh. Um. Anyway, yeah. Ah, oh, what was it? 
No, can't remember. Whatever it was, it's your... It, it, I mean, that that's... And by the way, folks, if you're thinking this guy's fucking mental, I am. I'm not, really. But that's my ADHD. Can't retire. I've got, I've got good long-term memory. I've got good short-term memory. But immediate memory, it's fucking terrible. And if you find it frustrating and you were shouting there going, it's fucking blown, then just think how frustrating it is for me. Roll on the medication. Surely it can't be long now. Anyway, guys, um, whenever you're listening to this, have a great bank holiday weekend, whenever that is, whenever it's coming. If this comes out after the bank holiday weekend, then I apologise. I'm just a massive cunt, but that's not anything that you didn't already know. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll uh, I'll be back with the main bollocast before the end of the month. So um, speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Goodbye. Off you go. It's over. Go on, do one. Go and get your bank holiday. <laughs> go, go and get your bank holiday bloody condom ready. What? I, I wish I could remember what it was. I really do. Ah, oh dear. Never mind. I'll listen back to the. I'll listen back to the the, <laughs> the podcast and um, find out eventually. I guess unless one of you's going to let me know. Bank holiday stocking. Yes, that's it. <laughs> um. As you can tell by the slight change in volume there, bank holiday stocking is a condom. There we go. I went back. I listened to the rest of the podcast. I listened to that section again because it was just annoying me so much. And, you know, I, I, I didn't want to leave you on an annoying note. So that makes a change, doesn't it? Anyway, um, wherever you are, it's been a pleasure being in your ears. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>